The following is a paid podcast from Prudential. Welcome to Wealth Wits, a podcast about money made exactly for you. I'm Faith Saley. So, you're an avid consumer, and you're in your 20s. You might be thinking, oh, that sounds bad. But don't worry, I've learned a lot lately about what it's like to be an avid consumer in your 20s, and I'm here to share that information with you. Let's start with the consumer part. I went out and asked some avid consumers about their finances. Here's what they had to say about money. It's every day seems like one of those things where like, I have to talk myself out of like, spe- buying something. Um, but then somehow I always manage to. <laughs> I know it is very tempting to spend. Basically what I know for sure is it's not what you have in the moment, it's what you're willing to give up. And I have given up every dollar I own. A lot of the emotions I have surrounding money are a lot of guilt lately. Here's what I found out from these conversations. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be an avid consumer. It just means you like to see your money in action. You might be more likely to make an impulse purchase here and there, but you're also more likely to make a risky investment, which has the potential to pay off big. I met one avid consumer named Monique. She's just now thinking about making the switch from big spender to big investor. Here's what she had to say about her finances. I could definitely save more. That is definitely something I want to do is save more. I see a macaroon shop that's open and I'm walking in buying $36 of macaroons that could have been in my savings account. I'll buy a coffee because I'm feeling coffee-ish. I can't account for what I'm buying. It doesn't have any value where I can say, oh, I bought a Bugatti and now I can resell it and get my money back. No, it's not happening that way. So I feel like if I incorporate in my everyday life spending habits that are going to carry on, retirement is not going to be an issue if I just focus on not spending. Okay, so what would financial experts have to say about avid consumers like you? And what advice would they have for people like Monique? I started with Jeff Rose, a certified financial planner and the author of the site goodfinancialsense.com. Yes, that is sense as in money. Jeff is an avid consumer himself, and he's figured out how to make his financial behavior type work in his favor. I gave him a call. Let's start with avid consumers, okay? You were you were one. Yes. Talking about Monique, if you listen to her, she talks a lot about her feelings. You know, she's <laughs> feeling coffee as she, she says she gets angry with herself. What would you name the emotions and anxieties that are tied up with, with avid consumers? Wow. What she was saying, like you mentioned, she's feeling coffee. She's feeling this. So she's purely acting on just what she's in the moment for. I want it. I want it right now. And getting that immediate gratification from whatever that is. And if you recognize that about yourself and your personality, you have to put in some sort of safety measure, some sort of protection on yourself to prevent you from going down that path of buying stuff. Ah, so what would that be? One way is carrying cash and only using cash and only and having a determined a predetermined amount 
of how much you're allowed to spend on yourself for those types of things. Treat yourself like your own kid, right? Give yourself an allowance. You have to. You have to. If, if you know that about yourself, you got to have some sort of safety mechanism. You know, for those that are buying things online, I always, I always try to instill some sort of 72-hour window. Dude, 72 hours? Most 72 hours. You're, I know. you're tough, man. I was in the military, so that's part of, uh, <laughs> part of the, you know, the regiment here. That's what I try to do with chocolate. <laughs> I can never make the 72 hours. Um, but then again, I was not in the military. But let's talk about the other side of this, though. What are the benefits and opportunities of falling into this behavior type? So the avid consumer that can, you know, say live in the moment and enjoy you know, some of those times where people maybe that are, quote unquote, a tightwad that, you know, they're not going to splurge a little bit and enjoy themselves. So I think, you know, there has to be some balance of enjoying that coffee, enjoying that macaroon or, or whatever that is for yourself and enjoying your life because accumulating wealth and a, a, a nest egg that you have millions of dollars that you don't spend any of it and then, you know, you pass away, then what did you save it for? What was the point? So you have to enjoy your life to some extent. What are the disadvantages? Or risks of being an avid consumer? The risks are waking up one day over the course of a very short amount of time and realizing, wow, you have over $20,000 of debt because of acting on the moment and splurging. You know, splurging once in a while is okay. Splurging once a day, two or three times a day, every single day, that's where you get into trouble. Jeff Rose says knowledge is power. Emma Johnson, another financial expert, says that financial wellness means all-around wellness. Emma is the author of the blog WealthySingleMommy.com. This is what she had to say about avid consumers. Being conscious of your money is just being conscious in your life. It's just like any bad habit you're trying to correct. It's just going to take some tough love on yourself and get real with the facts. So, I mean, open all of those credit card bills and you open all those medical bills and your student debt and you really look at your paycheck and you just get really freaking real with those numbers and look at them and prepare yourself for the fact it's going to hurt. It's going to be ugly and you're going to have to look at some mistakes that you may have been making for a really long time. And that's okay. So then it's about looking at your goals and actually take action steps every single day to make it happen because now you're living in like reality and that feels so good. So where do avid consumers run the risk of making mistakes? Whatever your weakness is, it's like if you're into video games, whatever it is, it's that piddly spending that you feel guilty about it. But here's the thing. Ask yourself how good it makes you feel. You might get a little dopamine kick by having that purchase, but it's not making you happier. There is no connection between shopping and happiness. But security definitely contributes to your well-being and meaningful experiences, you know, whether that is something free like spending time with people you care about or being very conscious and saving up for a, a vacation. Okay, Emma, you have one message to give to avid consumers. What do you want to tell them? It's a choice. You're an adult. You have willpower and free will. And this is, again, back to living a really optimal life. And you, and you have a choice. Thank you so much, Emma. Okay, so what are the takeaways for you as an avid consumer? 
First, give yourself an allowance so that you can't spend more than what your budget affords. Carry cash. Spend that cash and only that cash. Don't allow yourself to pull out that credit card. Second, force yourself to pause before making an impulse purchase. When you feel inclined to buy something new, follow Staff Sergeant Jeff Rose's rule. Wait a full 72 hours before you reach for your wallet. And third, take a close look at your account statements and bills. Think about your goals and priorities. Ask yourself, is your spending aligned with those priorities? If not, follow Emma Johnson's advice and think about what changes you can make. So we've learned some strategies for managing money as an avid consumer, but to get the full picture of your financial situation, we also have to think about the stage of life that you're currently in. What's unique about being in your 20s? What's hard about money right now? And what are the opportunities in front of you? Out in the world, I also asked some 20-somethings about their finances. I heard a lot of worry. My personal financial situation could be a little bit better. The worry focuses mostly on being able to pay my rent. I'm not a financial contribution to my family the way I'd like to be. I only got my associate's degree, and I'm still paying off my student loan from, like, six years ago. And, like, I'm always, like, waiting, like, when's the next time I'm getting paid? When's the next time I'm getting paid? This is the decade for starting out, and, man, it is not easy. You might have a steady job, or you might be living paycheck to paycheck. Good personal finance is a learning curve, and that learning curve can be steep. But... Everything's going to be okay. You've got time. And right now, you get to focus on investing in yourself. One woman I talked to was definitely feeling the crunch of managing money in her 20s. Here's Lee Moore. My name is Lee Moore. I'm 29. Like many of us, I sort of live check to check. It's hard when, you know, sometimes you have periods where week after week there's like $10 in your bank account and you're like, I'm not really going to have any new money until Thursday. But you sort of learn to ride the wave and then the money comes in. It's just like a breath of fresh air. Student loans are such a complicated topic. I had big dreams. I have big dreams. And I just went full steam ahead. And I'm so grateful because I, you, I will never say that I regretted that decision. But when you get out, you're like, what? Like, how is this possible? So now, back to the experts. I reached out to Laura Adams, the host of the Money Girl podcast. She had some words of wisdom for Lee Moore and for 20-somethings in general. Not everything she says might be exactly true of your experience. You, you might not have credit card debt or student loans, for example. But overall, Laura is worth listening to. She has some great financial wisdom to share. Here she is. So, Laura, let's talk about Lee Moore. What advice would you have for Lee Moore? Her priority should be earning. She's got expenses and, and the student loan that are going to, you know, they're not going to go away. Um, I'm, I'm going to hope that she's cutting expenses every way possible. 
probably she could trim a little bit more. Um, but for her, I would encourage her to really look into how she can increase her income. Maybe it means finding a different career. Maybe it means getting certified um, to do a different type of work. Maybe it means taking on a second job that's you know part-time work so that she has a little bit of free board and she can begin saving building that retirement fund, that will give her so much confidence. And the reality is young people have such an advantage over somebody who is in their 40s, 50s, 60s, because time is on your side. And what that means is you can actually invest less because you have more time for it to grow and compound. So it's almost like getting your retirement at a discount. I mean, literally putting away a few hundred dollars a month consistently from your mid-20s into your mid-60s can easily make you a millionaire when you retire. But, you know, I think she voices what so many people in their 20s voice, which is, I have big dreams. I have big dreams. And she she wants to pursue them. And so, you know, when you give her very sage advice, like maybe find another career or maybe take a second job, that sort of seems like stomping on somebody's dreams. Yeah, and, and it is a bit of a reality check. So she's got to decide if the work that she's doing is worth the stress that she's feeling. And it may be. What are the financial challenges and concerns that you see facing 20-somethings? Well, I do think that credit cards are so easy to get and they're so convenient. I mean, you know, we buy everything online. When used properly, credit cards are one of the best financial tools that are out there. They help you build credit, but they're also so easy to abuse. So understanding that if you use a credit card, you've got to pay it off in full every month. If you can't pay it off in full, don't charge. What else about uh, being being in your 20s is, is a particular financial concern? Student loans are a big issue for young people right now. They're graduating with, you know, high, high levels of debt. I think it's like $25,000, $26,000 on average. It is really difficult to get out of school and think, oh, my gosh, now I've got all this, all this debt. But In a lot of cases, and I'd say the majority of cases, getting that degree does help your lifetime earning. So what about the fact that for lots of people, maybe for most people, your 20s are a decade of just big questions without answers? You know, whom am I supposed to be with? Uh, What am I supposed to be doing? Where should I be living? How do those big questions affect somebody's financial situation. It is. It's a really formative time in your life. There's no doubt about it. You're making decisions that will affect you for the rest of your life. And I'll say one of the biggest decisions that you may not think about as a financial decision per se, but the person that you end up with is the biggest financial influence in your life, either positive or negative. So did you hear that, 20-somethings? The person you end up with is a huge financial decision. Laura Adams says, don't take it lightly. Take a look at whom you're surrounding yourself with and and make sure they're good, smart people. Also, use this time to prioritize your earning potential. Maybe that means going back to school or taking on a side job. This is the time to start building your savings. And if you take out a credit card, do so wisely. Go ahead and build your credit, but make sure to pay off that bill each month. Last of all, we want everyone to know that if you've made mistakes or been out of balance with your financial choices, there's no shame in it. Every financial expert stresses that it's never too late. Ah, You can make meaningful changes starting today. 
So whatever you do or however you feel about money, no matter what age you are or behavior type you fall into, it, it's okay. You just need to be aware of the kind of person you are when it comes to your finances so you can grow. And more importantly, be happy. That's all for this episode of Wealth Wits. Special thanks to our guests, Jeff Rose, Emma Johnson, and Laura Adams. And special thanks to Monique and Limore for sharing their stories. If you want to learn about money matters at other stages of life, or if you're curious about other financial behavior types, check out slate.com slash explore wealth wits. You can also subscribe to the entire series wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, why not let people know by leaving us a good review? I'm Faith Saley. Thanks so much for joining us.